All right, everybody, don't drop that fast forward button. The sponsorship roll call is about to begin. Energy Consulting Limited provides complete project management and general contracting services to a variety of private sector clients on both commercial and residential construction projects. They act as the owner's representatives through the planning, design, budgeting, scheduling, construction, and occupancy processes. Clients appreciate their open, honest, and flexible approach to achieving their project goals. Although they are located in Surrey, BC, Energy works on projects all over the province, including the growing cities of the north and the beautiful coastal towns of Vancouver Island. They're always excited to explore new places and develop relationships with professionals wherever their clients' interests may be. Abacus North is a firm that specializes in mortgage banking solutions for complex projects. In addition to providing financing solutions in a traditional mortgage broker capacity, Abacus North provides direct loans that range from $2 million to $25 million. On a syndicated basis, they provide mortgage banking solutions up to $300 million. In most cases, their in-house capital solutions can bridge financing gaps that traditional lenders are unable to service. They specialize in providing land acquisition loans, construction financing for large-scale developments, income-producing properties, and single-purpose facilities. With a portfolio that includes high-rise, mid-rise, and low-rise condominiums, townhouse developments, shopping centers, agricultural properties, industrial developments, and medical marijuana facilities, Abacus North is at the forefront of creative mortgage banking solutions with a focus on fostering long-term relationships. They are a multifaceted organization that services domestic and international clients with their mortgage banking needs. Complex financing solutions require analytical thinking well beyond a typical mortgage broker relationship. As a result, they focus on providing engineered solutions for their client. Their key differentiation strategy is that they assist clients in actively managing the capital stack in order to minimize borrowing costs while maximizing flexibility. Abacus North focuses on national and global opportunities. Ascentia CPA has a team of new-gen chartered professional accountants that are dedicated to advancing companies using expertise combined with emerging technologies. The team at Ascentia will implement the latest accounting technologies, allowing you to not only run a business, but to run a smart business that will excel in your industry. Their focus is to provide growth-centric, value-added, and timely accounting services for businesses, as well as individuals across Canada. Unlike standard accounting firms, by embracing cloud-based software, the team at Ascentia will provide you with real-time accounting information on a secure platform that is accessible anywhere at any time, allowing you to make better informed decisions and gain more controlled overview of your financial data. The reliability and expertise you will experience with the professionals at Ascentia will assist you in the preparation of corporate and personal tax returns, financial statements, bookkeeping, government filings, tax and estate planning, as well as business advisory services. For more information on the advantages of online accounting and to book a complimentary meeting online, be sure to visit ascentiacpa.ca. We are you know i know we've talked about this on the podcast before and it's kind of you know a real narrative that you know, we starting to hear a little bit more and, 
you know, kind of like mainstream culture when it comes to like, you know, audio books and podcasts and physical books and, you know, just topics of conversation amongst us all. You know, like this concept really revolves around the, why is it so hard? Why is everything so hard? You know, like why is work hard? Why is play hard? You know, like why is diet hard? Why is exercise hard? Why are relationships hard? You know, but I think the, the one thing that we just really need to categorize all these things and it's not individual concepts because when we when we categorize these things individually then we have an expectation that you know like some of them should be easy you know and some of them we should be able to accomplish easier than others you know but the one thing is comes back to like all these are just aspects of life and we know that life itself has its ups and downs you know what really made me think about this today is you know my schedule kind of got thrown off a little bit this morning and I was like oh you know I just I really like to wake up and, you know, start my day, you know, how I have it in my mind. You know, like this preconceived notion of like what my day is going to be like because it's full of chunks of time. You know, I have meetings booked and I have clients booked and I have, you know, time booked for research. I have time booked for myself. You know, when something throws these these aspects off, I, I'm kind of left at a little bit of a loss. Say, like, okay, well, what am I going to replace this with now? You know, I had this time scheduled for this specific event, but, you know, like, what am I going to do now? Because, you know, like, I have all these other things I want to do, but, like, what do I change to add to this spot? You know, and I think back to, like, when I was growing up on this this farm in southern Alberta and when I was a kid and, you know, like, when we all grew up as kids and what we say all the time is, you know, like, life used to be so easy. You know, but life used to be so easy because we dropped these concepts of, individual responsibilities and different responsibilities and task oriented goals and, you know, task oriented days and hours and, you know, time blocks because we were free of those concepts. We were free of those concepts until Western culture indoctrinated in it into us, you know, like that we need to implement these into our lives. You know, we need to implement these into our lives by way of, you know, like small goals, short term goals. You know, a little bit bigger goals, medium range goals, you know, like large goals, you know, like yearly goals or lifetime goals like this. This is what I'm working towards. I need to set the tone every day to be able to work towards these things. But what does that leave us? Where does that leave us in the end run? You know, so I'll kind of simplify this down a little bit. So what I'm going through right now, I say, okay, I'm going to take this hour right now and I'm going to go 20 minutes in the steam room, 20 minutes in the sauna, 20 minutes in the steam room, and then hopefully, again, another 20 minutes in the sauna. You know, thinking that, okay, well, I'm going to raise my body temperature. This is my short-term goal. I'm going to initially raise my body temperature because the infrared sauna is not heated up yet. By the time I get in there 20 minutes later, my body temperature is already warm. You know, I've kind of hacked the system, cheated the system because I've got there a little bit faster. So it'll be a little bit more of a struggle, a little bit more of a battle initially. And I should be able to survive 20 minutes of that battle. You know, then I can go back into the steam room. You know, I can kind of replenish a little bit of my, my cells, you know, rehydrate my body because obviously in the sauna, you know, being dry, I can flip back to like a wet environment that still dictates heat. But then I think like, what happens when I start to struggle? You know, about 16 minutes in, in the steam room, the first round, what happens then? Like, yes, there's the value in the struggle. And like, yes, there's this is the reason why that I'm sitting here. And this is the reason why I want to be able to do this. 
but I've set myself up that 20 minutes was the goal. So anything less than 20 minutes, there should be a struggle attached to that. Instead of just focusing on it doesn't matter that I'm in there for 20 minutes. doesn't matter that I'm trying to do these four rotations. doesn't matter that I want to try to exceed an hour. doesn't matter that sauna is a part of my protocol. What matters is that part of my life was dictated and mandated and prioritized to making myself healthy. So instead of finding peace in this tranquil environment and just naturally coming into it, now I have to find it, I have to seek it, I have to search for it because I've set this threshold. So below this threshold, there should be a point of this that should be a struggle. So this is what I say to people when it comes to lifting weights. Well, if your goal is to do 10 reps, naturally, it's going to start to get hard probably around eight or nine. Your goal is 10. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it start to get hard? Because you've already come in with the notion that you should only probably be able to do 10, right? Isn't that what the first initial goal was? So before you realize, have you subconsciously entered into the equation that you're only strong enough to potentially do 10 of these reps? So let's kind of peel that back in another way. I hand somebody some dumbbells. They're like, like that 30 pounds was hard on the last round for 10 reps. Okay, fair enough. Here's these 30s again. Well, like they feel a little bit heavier. Well, of course they will. You'll be a little bit more fatigued this round. You've already done one or two sets. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, like that makes sense. Okay, I'm just going to pound these dumbbells up, get into 10 reps. So that was a little bit easier. Well, yeah, you know, because you've already done a set. Your mind has an idea of like, what the goal is, and you've already accomplished the 10 reps. So the 10 reps becomes easy. It doesn't become a mystery. Problem is, I gave you the 40s. So what does this all really mean? Because then I bring people back into saying, well, the only entity of your body that knows the numerical value of these dumbbells is your consciousness. Your muscles don't. Your muscles have no idea whether or not these are 20-pound dumbbells, 30-pound dumbbells, or 40-pound dumbbells. They only understand the associated stress. What creates stress is a manifestation of what should be hard. Right? Does that have the opportunity to be right? Now, if you disagree, well, why doesn't it? See, and I think this falls into the same category as we coach ourselves into situations thinking like that these individual elements of our life should be difficult. But are they? Do you already have the skills and the capacity to be able to deal with these, but you you tell yourself life should be heavy because they're the 30s for 10 reps. I preconceived this notion that this should be hard. I preconceived this notion that this is potentially something that I can't do. But how do you know? I challenge people with this all the time. I'm like, hey, let's do 100 burpees. I can't do 100 burpees. Why? Seems hard. 10 seems hard. Fair enough. Well, that doesn't equate to the understanding that you can't do 100. Because what we're failing to realize is that I didn't say, let's do 100 in the next three minutes. Now, would that be unattainable? Would that be challenging? 100%. But remember, all I said is like, let's do 100 burpees. And I bet some of you listening were like, that's absurd. But why is it absurd? I guess I said, let's do 100 burpees for the next minute, for every minute, 
for the next hundred minutes. And you probably wouldn't have thought that was boring. You probably would have thought it was monotonous. So what is it? Are the hundred burpees monotonous? Or are they too hard? Or are they neither? Could they be neither? Could the understanding behind this just simply be you set yourself up for failure? So if you approach those 100 burpees, and I do this with kids all the time, okay, we're going to do this for the next 10 minutes. We're going to run around. We're going to play dodgeball for the next 10 minutes. Arguably, one might say that dodgeball is harder than burpees to do for 10 minutes. You're having a little bit more fun, potentially. But what does that equate to? You talked yourself into being manageable because you entertain the possibility that there might be fun associated with the dodgeball. But you're not controlling the pace. You're not controlling the tempo. You're not controlling the exertion. You're thinking and processing way more. You're trying to understand how to dodge a ball. You're trying to understand how to catch a ball or deflect a ball. You're trying to understand who might be throwing that ball at you, whether it's one people or three people. Where's the potential danger coming from that I don't understand? Your sympathetic nervous system is on fire because you have all these warriors looking to execute you. No, it's not extreme because, you know, when it comes down to that's how our, our mind perceives these situations. Because for tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of years, we were running from people who were trying to execute us, not superficially throw a dodgeball at us and laugh, hoping to be able to get us out. So again, what is the difference between these? Have you set yourself up for failure? Most likely. And I do this. I did this today. But is this a byproduct of the culture that we live in? Is this a byproduct of where we are at today? But growing up on a farm, it was never like that. Life needed to be done. Life needed to happen. Did it snow three feet last night? Well, I wasn't planning on hopping in the tractor or the snow shovel or anything and plowing snow or moving snow for three or four hours. But it had to be done. Did I want to leave my driveway? Did I want to leave my front door? You know, no, I don't want to, you know, go for a drive to be able to go to the grocery store, but I didn't plan properly and now we don't have any groceries and the weather's only going to get worse for the next couple weeks. So let's spend half a day driving to a grocery store. Hey, Blake, do you want to go for a bike ride? Okay, I love bikes. We bike for half a day. We might have biked an hour to a park, played on the park, biked to a friend's house, jumped on the trampoline, probably didn't eat or drink anything, maybe bike back to the park. Let's give ourselves some grace and say we didn't. Biked back home. Hey, Blake, it's summertime. We have first thing in the morning, now it's supper. Loved it. Best memories. We all have them. These are the best memories we have. What didn't we do? Okay, Chris, you know, how long are we going to be biking for? Okay, that seems a little bit tough. Can we go to a park that's closer? Can we go to a park where I don't have to, you know, pedal uphill? You know, maybe we should just not go to the park at all. You know, I'd love to be able to bike to to jump on the trampoline, but I'm exhausted from playing on this park. 
We've been here for the last three hours. Maybe we should just go home. How many times do you think like this, these things entered into our consciousness? Probably not very many. If they did, they were so transient, we couldn't hold on to them. And there was nobody there to be able to reinforce that this was too hard. Then I get to school and like, okay, there's these long-term goals. There's these medium-term goals. There's these short-term goals. Okay, you need to work at the short-term goals or you're never going to accomplish the medium-range goals. And if you don't work at the medium-range goals, you're you're most likely not going to be focused enough to, you know, succeed and, you know, create these long-term goals. And you're, you're most likely then not going to be a success. Well, really? I've been successfully doing things for years and I've never said, okay, my short-term goal is to get to the park. Okay, I got to the park. That just subsequently made me more successful playing on the park. Okay, I'm going to play on the park. Okay, there's half a day left. My long-term goal today was to have fun so that I could argue with my mom and dad at the end of the night saying that there's still hours left to be able to play, which then is a byproduct of saying that like, My long-term goal for that day wasn't challenging enough. So tomorrow I should set more meaningful goals, more challenging goals, goals that are going to force me to exude more effort. Because clearly yesterday wasn't enough. Okay, Blake, I want to bench press 200 pounds. How much do you weigh? 165. What's the problem with 165? If we can move 165 pounds proper, that means that you can transversely counter that load, which means that you're way less stress or way less prone to stress injuries. And when do you ever need to move more than your body weight? With just your chest. Probably not very often. So where does it get into that? We set all these goals. We set all these ranges. You know, if I were to listen to my... You know, teachers in in high school saying, if you save, you know, $10 a week, now you'll be a millionaire by the time you're 30, 40. Perfect. You know what? I've been divorced. So I would have just forfeited a significant chunk of that. Did they entertain that into the equation? Probably not. Nobody would, because why would you? But again, like this is for me to be able to help everybody, including myself, to be able to open up our minds and saying, outside of like Western dictated culture, there just might be a greater good. That greater good might be your personal sovereignty. That greater good just might be a place where you can live in peace. That place just might be your happiness.